Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Arvina. This week on the show, I have comedian Lisa Chenu. Lisa has her own podcast called What's Your Sign? And in June, they're having a summer meetup party. So if you're interested in going to that, join the What's Your Sign Astrology Friendship Group on Facebook to stay posted on the details about that. Also, visit Lisa's website, lisashunu.com, and also follow her on Twitter and Instagram at A-S-I-L-N-O-U-X. That's Lisa spelled backwards, and then the end of her last name, N-O-U-X. And this week, Lisa and I talk about astrology. I hope you enjoy. Um, what do you know about astrology? Um, I know that I am a can sorry, not a cancer, what the fuck? I'm a Capricorn Aquarius cusp. Okay. Yeah. I think that's right. January 17th. Would that be a cusp? Um, I think so. If, yeah, I think so. Because Aquarius is February, right? Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. I think, uh, I think Aquarius starts January 20th. If I'm that sounds not about mistaken. right. Yeah. How do you feel about your sign placement? I feel like things that I read about it, sometimes it's accurate. And then sometimes I'm like, that's not me at all, which I think pretty much every sign kind of gets and it depends on where you're getting your information from right yeah do you read both cap and aquarius no because i didn't even realize the cusp thing because my sister's into astrology and she's always like i'm a i think scorpio what comes after scorpio um sagittarius or maybe she's or what's the one before it um libra okay so she's a she's a um it might be virgo is it Virgo? No, it's Libra. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's that cusp. She's a Scorpio Libra cusp. So she's like been saying that. And I'm like, well, mine's like at the end of the Capricorn one. So I must be a cusp too. And then I think I sometimes I'll try to read the Aquarius one, but I'm so like focused on the Capricorn one. It's interesting because um, some people be mad. Like there are probably people listening that are going to be like, yelling at their thing like cusps aren't a thing (laughs) some people really don't believe in cusps um why is that because it's technically like a mathematical impossibility right Mm -hmm. so where you land is where you land yeah um i however do believe in cusps but i also believe in like uh anything like Mm -hmm. you could tell me anything and i'll be like that's real that's the (laughs) truth we probably are in a simulation or, you know, whatever, a number of other things. Just open to all of it. Yeah. And um, I also think that maybe they aren't, maybe it's not a thing. But I think anything that makes you look at yourself and reflect on, like you said, sometimes I don't relate to this. I don't know why that is. Sometimes I do. Um, anything that makes you look at yourself and look at where you're at and try to go forward in a positive direction I don't know. That yeah. doesn't seem hurtful. That's and that's the whole thing with astrology because you. I mean, I'm sure you talk about this a lot in your podcast. There's so many like haters out there that are just mm-hmm. like, "This is fake," and they like put so much energy into telling you that it's fake. But it's like, why does it hurt you that I am into this? I think. Well, I think some of the problem comes from uh, it does use math and a lot of scientific, uh, you know, figuring out angles and astronomy and all that stuff and so I think sometimes people that are really strictly more science focused or more math focused are like why are you using this solid thing Mm -hmm. to create a belief in something that is so intangible yeah I guess so I guess I can see where they come from but I also just think like I don't know I think it's kind of hard I don't want to compare astrology to like religion or 
I always compare it to like therapy. Okay. Where it's like if somebody just tells you like, hey, why don't you spend this month like looking out for your money stuff? Mm. Um, when a therapist says it, it's like fine. Yeah. But when a psychic says it, it's like, oh, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. And it's really just advice. I never thought about it that way. And that makes it make way more sense to me. Because, like, I, I mean, I'll admit, I've given my sister shit about how much she loves astrology. But, and now I'm trying to be more open to, like, what, how, what, how it makes her happy and, like, how it makes other people happy and how they can relate to it. And that really just, like, clicked it into perspective for me. I think it's interesting, too, because I, um, I have been thinking about it on, like, a broader scale because... When I started doing the podcast, I was like, well, I know like my sun sign and my moon sign and mm-hmm. my rising, but I never really knew about like house placements or planets or, I mean, every little thing in your chart is supposed to align with a different part of your life, right? So there's 12 houses. They they do the circle of life. First house, house is self. The left, ugh, I can't even talk. The last house is the house of self undoing or death. So it goes in order, you know, self, physical things, uh, whatever. I don't know what third is. Fourth is family. But it, that's kind of how you explore the world, too. You know, you first you learn about your body and how to, when you're a toddler, how to walk and how to eat mm-hmm. and talk. And then you kind of progress into what are things, what are, how do I label this? Like, how do I say I want this food? How do I, you know, Mm -hmm. learning to vocalize those things and moving on and on and on until you go through, you know, spirituality, sex, all this other stuff until you come around to death. Uh, And all the signs are correlated with a house as well. I don't know where I was going with this. Um, I do, I do just think it's interesting to look at it in a bigger picture. Oh, because most of my stuff is in the 8th and 12th, which are like the death houses. Okay. So and what is, sorry to cut you off, what is your sign? I'm a Taurus. Okay. Which is yeah, like a young baby in the Zodiac second sign. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of my placements are in these bigger ideas of spirituality and, and stuff that I've explored for sure and religion and other aspects, but... I've been trying to think of astrology in like a bigger way now. And for me, it's kind of taken the place of like, well, you know, we've had this for years, like before we had electricity, before like before some of these planets were even discovered Mm -hmm. before. And so it's super interesting to me to think that there was a time when people were uh, measuring the day not by like a clock but by the way the sun set rose and set yeah. and and like them those people in that time being able to recognize patterns over time they had to do it by like the constellations and the stars mm-hmm. because that's how they knew things were changing and moving that's how they knew oh this planet's coming again it's about to get cold again like the leaves are falling off the trees it, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's May, so it's about to get hot. Yeah, they didn't have May. <laughs> yeah, they had, like, they would call it, like, they they use lunar cycles and stuff like that. So I think it is interesting to think of it in that way, where it's, like, people have been trying to figure out other people's personality traits since before we had, like, electricity, yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think it's interesting to think of it that way, where it's, like, I mean, I don't know. It's that many years old, people are still doing it. Yeah. And have you, when did you get into astrology? Have you been in since you were like little? Um, I definitely 
It's hard to say. I also still don't really believe in horoscopes. Like mm-hmm. I, I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like astrology as a tool to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think I like horoscopes because I like, like I said, having a thing that's like focus on this for a little while or like look at today, like your relationships might be failing or crumbling. You might not be able to speak the way you want to speak. Focus on those things. I think it's important to do that. I also, I haven't gone to the part of astrology where I know how they make those predictions yet. So I feel like to some extent, I'm like, is someone just writing this? Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't like that. Um, But I guess I have been reading horoscopes since I was little. And for my 13th birthday party, my mom had a surprise party. And she had like... uh, all my friends go to dinner and they were like tarot readers and everyone had their own like natal chart done and stuff. And I was like, I remember being like very mad about it. Like I did. Yeah. I did not like it. But like if your mom did that for you today, I would freak out. I'd be so happy. But I think, I don't think it was necessarily that I didn't like it. I just think that it was a thing where she told me I could plan my own party and it was like the first time I ever, And then once I got there, I realized that, like, I didn't get to plan my own thing. And, like, Mm -hmm. that, like, I think that angered me of, like, the power being taken away from me or something. That makes sense. 13, it's like, why would you do this? I'm at my most hormonal. And I think I wanted to have boys and girls, and it was all girls. Uh And I I don't know. I think it was just something that I was like, like, fuck you. Uh (laughs) Um, But I did have a good time at it, and I certainly wasn't, like, ungrateful or, you know, I... I made an effort to have a good time. And so I guess that's probably what really got me started looking at like birthday books and stuff. Mm-hmm. As much as, as resistant as you were to it at the time, it kind of like sparked this. this yeah. Thing. Do you remember, did you have your tarot read at the party? I think I did. Um, I couldn't tell you what yeah. it said. <laughs> I'm sure it was like, good things will come. Mm-hmm. You're 13. <laughs> like what? possible trauma could be happening be dope yeah whatever we were saying back then um is your mom into this stuff too i don't know i to some extent i thought she was my mom's a pisces so Mm -hmm. pisces are always kind of into cool interesting unique uh they maybe like to take the road less traveled sometimes as far as thought patterns and stuff like that so maybe um but then for mother's day she was like oh, I want you to read my astrology thing. And I was like, oh, uh, well, you have to tell me your birth time. And she was like, the morning. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't that's help. not a time. <laughs> um, but I looked at it and I was actually, that was another thing that like really sparked me to take my studying of astrology broader mm-hmm. because looking at her planetary stuff over time and seeing like, where me and my brother's signs are in her chart made me feel like very emotional because I'm like, Oh, like you have all these placements of like love and devotion and like family and all these things that like kind of align with me and my brother and with uh, my dad. So it was like, Oh wow. Like some of these things I haven't even experienced yet in my life, I can see on her chart in such a more clear way. Mm -hmm. And when I look at my chart, I'm just like, I don't know who cares. (laughs) Like, I don't like Gemini's. Why are they on here? You know? And then it's like, maybe, because maybe you're going to have like a kid in that, or maybe, maybe. you know, that might be a huge lesson for you is like learning how to deal with someone whose personality traits you find too quick or, you know, so I think it's interesting for sure. Absolutely. 
I love that story of just like seeing these things in perspective where it's just like, oh, now I understand why I need to care about it because I'm actually very deeply connected to that thing. Yeah. And also I, I do just think it's like, it is mostly fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not something that I, I was telling someone earlier today where it's like, there are so many things in this world that hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel like this is one of those things. I don't feel like anyone's ever been like, well, my horoscope told me like today I was getting the big job. So I spent $600,000 on a house I couldn't (laughs) afford and didn't get the job. You know, it's like, I don't really think that is so realistic. Like, so it's not hurting anyone. Yeah. Right. And so when you, uh, cause like I see you have, you have a, you have candles lit, you have crystals out. Did that kind of go hand in hand for you? Or like, what did that, this come much later or? I guess at different times I've found connection with different spiritual objects. Mm-hmm. Um, my moon sign is also cancer, which is like the collector, like the little mermaid treasure trove. Mm-hmm. I have all this dumb shit. I don't need sign. <laughs> Um, so I guess like with crystals and rocks and stuff, I used to live in Arizona and I guess when I really started collecting crystals, I took a trip to Flagstaff with my ex and with his family Mm -hmm. and I just found this cool store and they had all this cool stuff and I couldn't stop like every single table. Like I didn't want to, I was like with his whole family and you know, like when you're just like walking through stores and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to leave. And like, everyone's like, waiting but I'm like there's so many things I want to look at here and they had like books and different things and it wasn't all like crystal some of them were like bath salts and different Mm -hmm. shit but I bought this like little box of different kinds of quartz and a book about colors um which was just like kind of based on your birthdays like what colors are cool which ones like help you to wear which food colors are good to eat, like what, how to, whatever in your house, put different rooms with different colors and stuff. I was like, oh, this is cool. Kind of like a feng shui thing and like based on your birthday. And so I started looking up the different kinds of quartz and I was like, oh, they have like different kinds of supposed healing powers. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like I've definitely experienced that with crystals. For me, it's more of just a, reminder to like be grounded and be in touch with the earth and with yourself and all the things you want. Whereas I do think some people are like, this is my money stone and I need money. So I'm going to carry it Mm -hmm. with me. It's more like if I know it has an association with money, I'll probably only think about that when I really am in a like stressful place with money. And that's not, I don't think that improves my life. Yeah. Whereas if I could just like sprinkle the, Maybe I put the money stone near where I do my, most of my work. Mm-hmm. And then that will remind me to like keep going because there are benefits at the end. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I'm relying on this thing to bring me something. I just kind of think of them as like good reminders. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that's really important because the power is all like in us. Right. It's not in this this inanimate object it just it's supposed to unlock the thing in your brain to help you get that done I do also think that um I don't know I did a sound bath where 
at a yoga studio in Highland Park called Namaste, Ooh. which I, I do really um, love that studio. And I all of the teachers there are really great if you are interested in yoga or this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something interesting because for me, it's not easy to like sit and be quiet and have your eyes closed. And sometimes the sound is loud and sometimes it hurts your ears. Yeah. And for me, it was really a thing of like, how do I get through this hour and a half? Oh, that's a long one. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and I mean, the last like 15 minutes, I was just freaking out. I, mean, I was just panicking. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get up. Like, how do I do it without disturbing someone else's like rest or their meditation? And like, I think that having, we, ha- we all had like stones in our hands and uh, something on our eyes and just like comfortable clothes, you know, nothing weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that having those rocks in my hands helped me to remain steady because I knew that if I was going to get up, I would have to like put them down and it would make noise and stuff. And also like feeling the heavy weight in my hand like helped me to kind of just stay connected to the ground and not like mm-hmm. fidget or twitch or like move around or scratch myself or you know like adjust my clothes or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, and then like for like two months after I did that I felt like I could really accomplish anything mentally that I needed like any struggle that came to me I had all the tools because it's not often that people lay in their own thoughts for an hour and a half not not since like kindergarten and nap time when I can't sleep I'm just gonna lay here I haven't really done that yeah, because th- that's, I mean, that's incredibly hard for me. I, I try to meditate, but it's usually no more than, like, 10 to 15 minutes. At, not even every day, just, like, sometimes. And I've done a sound bath, but it was only 30 minutes, so yeah. it was, like, very easy to, like, get into it and then get out of it. But an hour and a half, man. Did you have a similar experience where you felt like you were able to overcome anything during it? Or were you just kind of like, that was relaxing, I'm done? There, I've I've done it a couple times. The last time I think was the best time because even though there was like, because the way that they had us set up was we were in um, just a circle all around. So and it, it was under this dome. It was the Integratron in in Joshua Tree. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. It's super cool. If you ever get to go, please do it. Um, the, you can hear people snoring like directly across from you, and there was this person snoring so loud. And they tell you like what. Yeah, and they're like, if someone's snoring, just say, please, or no snoring, please. And so it was this, I wasn't trying to let it get to me too much. Like, the this last time I was really proud of myself because I was like, okay, this is annoying me. I'm going to acknowledge that it's annoying me and then just try to focus. Because I, I there was like three points where I was like, no snoring, please, didn't work. No snoring, please, didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, I was just like, they're not going to wake up. They're yeah, just. They're out. Yeah, they're, I'm going to try not to be selfish I'm just going to enjoy this as much as I can. And that was the thing where I just kind of had to be like, hey, I would have gotten so pissed off like a year ago. It is interesting what you learn from these kind of spiritual practices where I know that it's not like, I mean, it would be the same thing if you just locked yourself in a, it's the same thing, sensory deprivation tank. I mean, there's so many different styles of it, but I do think it's important to like stretch your mind in those ways because... Like, they say we only use 10% of our brain, and it's like, if I get to 10.2, then hell yeah. Yeah. Like, that's dope. And then maybe, like, if we unlock those things, then we can evolve further, and I think that's really cool. Hopefully. 
And kind of going back to, to what you were saying earlier about when, when you do read your horoscope and it, you think of the things it says more as a suggestion, like what a therapist would tell you. I love that that's like a way to get out of your routine. Do you find that? That is what I mainly use it for. Mm-hmm. Because I think that for me, most of the time, and it's the same thing. I mean, I read tarot at events. Uh, people always come up and say that they don't have anything that they were really thinking about. They just thought it would be cool. And then you do the reading and they're like, oh, but what about this? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, you did have something you were thinking about and you were embarrassed for some reason to tell me that you're having love problems with your girlfriend or that whatever because you don't know me and I get that. But the fact of the matter is whatever you are concerned about, your horoscope's going to be like, and guess what? Like blah, blah, blah. And it's going to have nothing to do with the thing that you're worried about. Uh-huh. Where it's like, oh, man, I just feel like I'm not getting my ideas on stage across clearly. Let me see what Susan Miller has to say about it. And she's going to be like, your home life is uh, trash. And you're like, (laughs) what? No, it isn't. I'm worried about stage. Susan, help me. I'm worried about stage. And she's like, no, no, your home life. And so it's like, okay, maybe I'm not able to communicate my ideas Mm -hmm. on stage because I'm not sleeping at night and I'm tired and I'm not eating right. So like some like take the suggestion mm-hmm. so if someone's telling you this is why maybe you should just say all right let me evaluate what i'm doing in my home or whatever it may be with other relationships sometimes like mine's always telling me like oh it's such a good time to get married and i'm like hey <laughs> he has an ass yeah stop and it's like but is still it's a good time for me to recommit to my partner and say hey i love you is there anything i can do for you this week because I don't do that all the time. Yeah. And it's a nice thing to do for someone. And, and, and no, doing something for someone every week isn't getting married. But right. <laughs> it is, you know, a step in the direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it makes complete sense to me. I think that... And it's, it's, it's a, a less expensive option than therapy, too. Uh, well, therapy yeah. is super important. I'm a huge advocate for it. Same, yeah. But it's like if you're in a place where like, hey, I can't, I can't afford that right now or I can't get it to it every week, maybe this is a thing that that person should explore. I think so too. I also think that like whatever it is that you feel you need, whatever it is that you feel called to about spirituality, you don't have to take all of it. You can take the parts you want and the parts you don't. And that's what's cool about it. Like, I went to a new moon ceremony with a bunch of my friends and we all like brought different stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like interesting because, you know, some people like to collect uh, rainwater. Some people like to have a lot of candles. Some people have a lot of plants that they think are like important in spiritualities. Exchanging crystals and rocks and stones and like everybody has their own way. It's okay. There's no like wrong way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do you think, like, so with, like, the the, the natal chart, because I know it's important, like, to the minute that you're born is, it affects all these different things. How much, like, are there, like, parts of your natal chart that you don't really focus that much on, like, other parts that you feel are more important? Um, I mean, there are definitely parts I identify with more uh, than others, but I also think that sometimes you need to dig deep into those parts that you don't really vibe with and see what's going on. The way the planets are, obviously, our solar system, the way they work, some of them are closer to Earth and some of them are further away. Mm-hmm. Um, so technically, the ones closer to Earth would be the ones that are uh, more influential on your personality. And the ones that are further away are the ones that affect people like 
in groups, like uh, you and I may have similar sign placements in those as most people in our generation will have the same ones because those signs don't travel around. They don't change house as much. They don't change sign as much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Pluto, you know, people say return of Saturn. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get a return of Pluto because it takes so long to go around, Right. Right. So some of those are just things that are like, this is what your generation's about. Mm -hmm. This is what people that are born at the same time as you, this is what your struggles are. These are the things that you're willing and allowed to change. Um, And, you know, history has proved that, you know, we're the first generation that has had, like, internet. Yeah. And, I mean, we I barely that barely really became a thing. Like, social media was barely a thing when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So this kind of, you get what you get in this world and some of the things we have to figure out how to work through together. And I think astrology does provide those aspects as well where it's not just like, okay, this is how you are and um, this is what you need to do. It's also about us and we and looking at changes over time with big groups of people and not just, you know, little tiny things. Yeah, I like that. I like how broad but also like under the microscope it could be just depending on what you want to focus on that day it is interesting and like you said it you know people say like down to the minute you're born which it can change in a minute Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't change every minute right right so you know if you don't have your exact time of birth we can kind of figure it out it's not one of those things that you're like oh well i don't know my exact birth time so i guess i'm just like not into this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of people don't. Um, Man, do you like want to look at yours? Says, yeah, I would yeah. love to. I don't think I've ever actually looked at my natal chart. Oh, look at it. Um, you don't have to say your stuff if you don't want to. Sure. And then there's a, I think there's an option if you don't know your birth time, we can put something else. I know it. Okay, good. Definitely. Yeah, I'd like to see because I do I do see the Capricorn in you because I do think you work really hard. Oh, thank and that's you. definitely a Capricorn thing. But you definitely have something not that Capricorns are boring, but you definitely have something more interesting there too, I think. Maybe uh something with more uh I don't know, some maybe a water fire sign, something a little bit more emotional or we'll see what we got. We're going to find oh, it. excited. Is it a typical Capricorn thing to think you don't work hard enough ever? Yes, that <laughs> is for sure. Um, but it's also, that's your, okay. So your rising is Libra. Ooh. Oh, see, your stuff's all on the opposite uh, side of mine. This is really interesting. Um, so your Chiron's in Cancer. I'm really into the asteroids right now. And... Chiron is like the wounded healer. So this is about like your greatest, your hardest lesson and like your, the things that hurt you the most, the things that you're willing to give up is um, in the planet Cancer, which is my uh, moon sign. Cancer is like the very emotional sign. It's also like all about family Mm -hmm. and home stuff. That's my dad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Your dad's a Cancer? Yeah, yeah. So that might be one of your lessons too, like how to, how to like deal with your dad, how to make things like, uh, sometimes it's hard to communicate with parents and sometimes it's hard to make them understand what we do and why we do it. Um, 
you are really cuspy here with Aquarius. Uh, and so is your Venus, but your Venus is also in Capricorn. Is that Venus or Mercury? I, yeah, I think that's Venus. You do have a few planets, planets in retrograde, and they are the more artistic planets, which that makes sense to me with stand-up and stuff. Um, also, you might be good at acting. Um, you have a little bit of Sag in you, too. I mean, you do have mostly these planets that are at the end of the Zodiac, uh, which I find interesting because I'm more in this area. This is blowing my mind right now that you're just, that you can just look at the symbols and everything and be like, this is, this. <laughs> but I, I mean, you have a whole podcast all about this, so I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm just like, whoa. It is a little harder for me to do um, when it's, the symbols and not like the words, mm -hmm. but I can like figure it out. Your moon, what is that? Oh, we said Libra. So sometimes I think maybe what, what you, something you might want to work on um, with your feminine side and with your emotions is deciding like to do things more for you yes. and allowing yourself to say, <sighs> You know, a lot of the times the choices that you're trying to make are, do I want to please this person or do I want to please this person? And I think a better question is, do I want to please someone else or do I want to please myself? Mm -hmm. And not all the time um, because, like, you're a Capricorn, so you are going to hard work. You are going to move forward. And, and people probably do depend on you more than you realize. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you maybe they depend on you too much and it bothers you. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we just discussed like all this like boundary stuff on my other podcast, Bruja. So I'm just like, she's hitting the nail on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with your Libra moon, I think you're going to have, um, maybe you're going to want more balance. You're going to want to be diplomatic. A lot of the times uh, you're probably not going to want to show your emotions, though you'll still be feeling them mm -hmm. pretty actively. Uh, and I think it's okay to maybe say, hey, you know what? I actually really like doing this kind of work, and so why don't I take that part, and you guys can figure out the rest, mm -hmm. um, whether that's, like, at home or with your other podcast mates or in stand-up or at work, like, whatever that may be. Uh, it's okay to, like, let yourself become first uh, because your Capricorn's going to push you through. Yeah. So whatever it is that you decide to do, once you make that choice, you're going to go. Yeah. Um, let's see. Venus and Aquarius. I don't know what retrograde. Oh no, your Venus is Capricorn too. It's so close though, right on the edge. Mm -hmm. Do you know your boyfriend's sign? Yeah, he's an Aries. Interesting. You do have one aspect in Aries, but I don't know what that um asteroid is. It could be Juno, which is a love. Oh no, that's not even in Aries. What am I doing? No, you have nothing. No, yeah, that's in Aries. You do have this asteroid here in Aries. Mm -hmm. And um, your seventh house is Aries, which that is a marriage and partnership house. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, that's cool. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that this is, you know, the your last relationship or anything like that. But um, it is kind of cool because it means you can make it work. You hear that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also, it, it also just means that maybe that's those kind of people are the kind of people that make you feel like home. Mm -hmm. So that's good. This is wild. This is like, <laughs> you're going to need to give me this, this site when we're done. I'm going to give you one that is dive. a little bit more cut and dry that doesn't just mm -hmm. have the, the but some, I mean, you have a lot of stuff in the later um, signs of the Zodiac. 
And I think that's so cool because you're like more like naturally able to like fit in with the ways of the world. I feel like when you're like you've ex- it's the idea is that you've experienced all this shit already. Oh, okay. So here you are, you know, you're like I already kind of know how the world works. I'm not I'm not worried all the time that I don't understand the rules. Mm-hmm. Where I think sometimes these youth more youthful signs can be like they're very active, but they make all these mistakes. Interesting. And what are the youthful signs? Well, Aries is a baby. So oh, Aries okay. would be one, Taurus two, then Gemini, then uh, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, oh, Pisces. So I'm an old sign. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and because, I mean, this is where astrology gets weird is like because you have planets in retrograde, it would indicate that you... This is not your first time on Earth uh, that you've like lived past lives or whatever, uh-huh. and people always get weird about that where they're like, "Ooh," uh, because that's like a different thing from like horoscopes to right, switch right. to that. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, I'm open to it. Why not? <laughs> this is yeah. This is so awesome. I'm just like, okay, I need to do a deep dive probably the narcissistic part of my <laughs> I'll um, send you a bunch of websites. <laughs> yes, please at. do. Yeah. And I'll, I'll post those as links. Um, and just to, to kind of wrap things up. So like, let's say there's people out there. They're like, I'm still skeptical. Like convince me where, where do you kind of suggest they look to first? Susan Miller, astrology zone. I think she's the best. Uh, a lot of people also like Johnny Nicholas. Um, I like her too, but I think Susan Miller is the OG. I think she's she's for everyone. She does it monthly, mm-hmm. so it is a long read. Oh, nice. Um, but it, there's always one thing. I mean, last month I was like, I got, I kept getting sick, and then she was like, you're going to be sick, and I was like, ah, we know. I'm already sick while I'm reading this, so <laughs> what? And she's like, you might like have some kind of back injury, and I was like, no, bitch, I have fucking bronchitis. I already know, like... <laughs> help me and then like two weeks later I hurt my back and I was oh like I should have listened to her because she was like be careful when you're getting up and lifting stuff she said because like you might hurt your back and I literally did that and I mean there's always like one little thing like that that stands out to you of course she said a bunch of other stuff like getting married that didn't happen yeah, yeah. Um, but there's She's always that every month though and she looks at bigger aspects I mean one of the things right now in the sky Uranus just moved into Taurus and Uranus stays in a sign for seven years. Right now, I believe it's it went retrograde or it's moving in a erratic pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll go into Taurus, then it'll go back into Aries. Um, and then next year, it's going into Taurus for seven years. So what's happening right now in your life is a little taste of what's to come for the next, like, for a while for yeah. you. And... Someone had a tweet today that was like, oh, weird, like, when when Uranus left Pisces, the water sign, tsunamis, like, I remember seven years ago, there were, like, mm-hmm. I think in, J- in Japan there was one, there was also one, or I don't know, there's always a bunch of hurricanes and shit, and then uh, this year Uranus left Aries, which is a fire sign, and there's, like, volcanoes erupting in Hawaii. Yeah. So there are these kind of big things that happen and and real astrologers that aren't just like enthusiasts 
real people that actually study the planetary movement and what each thing being conjunct to each other thing in the sky means know. And people like Susan Miller will have real... Mm-hmm. She's always talking about getting flood and fire insurance. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we get it. She'll have real advice. Yeah. I, that Yeah, absolutely. I'm just like, wh- where do we even go past that? But thank you so much for opening your home to me. Oh, for sure. Reading my natal chart. This is opening up my world. Thank you for having me. And your sweet little dog, Deli. Oh, Deli's a cancer. <laughs> oh, oh, have you read course. his natal chart? Um, you know, I don't know his birth time. Oh, yeah. And I also, I wonder if it's the same for dogs. I wonder, like, yeah. I guess it would be, right? Because they're born. I don't know. He yeah. seems upset about it. Aww. He doesn't like it when I tell him he's a cancer. <laughs> You're sensitive, bud. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Hey, real quick before you change over to the next podcast, I just wanted to mention that my other podcast, Brouhaha, is having their first live show on Saturday, May 26th at 9 p.m. at the Hollywood Hotel. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, please, please come. It's free and there's going to be a pre-show featuring dope performances by uh, Unpop's founder, Adam Todd Brown, and also other Unpop's host, Quincy Johnson, past guest of Bruja, Daniel Perez, and also Mark Alexander. And there's going to be an interrupting trumpet because it's going to be a Sabado Gigante-themed episode. And we're going to talk about Don Francisco and his legacy. And there's going to be games, prizes, sexy ladies. Well, a few sexy ladies, but um, it's going to be so much fun. So I hope to see you there. Bye. Viva la bruja.